Desperado shit right I there. definitely put this on the one of my globalization mixes. You did. You did, I remember. I look real good. It was, uh, wasn't it like a tone play into it? It was, but I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> it just worked it, it out. It just happened to work out. Yeah. And when I say... What song was it? It was with, um, Tory Lanez, um, Who Needs Love. Who Needs Love, yeah. When I was dashing the songs again, I said, oh, these sounds similar. Let me put these together. For the past few weeks, I see what you're doing there, man. Yeah. Man, with this, uh, this is Prime Hour Playhouse. Rest in peace. This is Prime Hour Playhouse <laughs> right now, bro. You know what's funny is, is this where the bottles are being popped, right? This Man. confetti. Yeah, confetti. CO2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at my face. That's still, that's still dreams of night. Yeah, well, I mean, you're gonna I get those the, moments, but yeah. can, is this one of the moments? I think this is a, I think this is a good turn when you want to start going into the, into playing shit for the women. Uh, this yeah. is a great transition track. Yeah, to it's play. for the fellas. You get but this for the fellas. It has that nice little vibe to it, and then you can branch right. off and do, do some, yeah. do a little set for the ladies. Yeah, so T gonna shit. be in there performing it every night. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. If we get a little bit of a summer. Like the tail end of it, yeah. If we if we're able to like celebrate Labor Day weekend and shit like that, maybe some outdoor activities. Yeah. Oh, he's performing this shit. <laughs> I just want to see him perform the Crippin song. The Crippin oh, song. the Keisha <laughs> Cole joint. Oh, <laughs> I want to see him perform that. Cause that. Oh my god, oh, man. <laughs> Cause that shit had me crying. Born in the Valley, at the vibe. <laughs> When the live happened when he was singing Oh, that right. That's the song, yeah. They, then they hit the studio. Shout out to Joey. Shout out to Darrell Boykins. Yeah. That's their, yeah. their situation, man. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Mickey D's podcast, man. episode 53. 53. 53. Five Trey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are in here and back. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping uh, we... Can still hang out in a week. <laughs> Man, they are cutting our legs, aren't they? Man. Yeah, well, so. they gave you a little taste and said, Psych! <laughs> what if they said, um, bars are not allowed to be open, gyms are not allowed to be open, and podcasts are not allowed to record? <laughs> so specific. Uh, specifically, you, Mickey D Show. Right. Yeah. We we'll don't have to do this underground. We need to get the Zoom popping. Let's keep it funky. We've been getting together since day one, even when shit's been locked down. Yeah. No, no Zoom. No, yeah. you know. We've been, we've been out here. Out here. Yeah. It has nothing to do with us not being able to figure it out. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. and everything to do with us wanting to provide you with great content yeah. every single Monday. Yeah, it's just a different uh, type of pod, I guess. When I mean... Just in everything we've seen with the Zooming, apparently the BET Awards were dope via Zoom, but right. the I podcast is just a different, like, I, I was watch watching um, Joe Rogan and, and and oh, what's the guy that just put out a movie? Uh, John Stewart. Mm. I was watching that on YouTube, and Joe Rogan only does podcasting, or, you know, from his studio. Right. And he had John Stewart zoom in, and John Stewart's an incredible guy, extremely insightful, and... Although it was insightful, it just wasn't the same without him being in the studio with Joe. Yeah, right. And, you know, that Joe is Joe. You know, he's a millionaire with that shit. But, yeah, we're here in the flesh. Ready to go. Um, yeah, man. I uh, I was scrolling through the usual platforms, and I saw a DJ say, uh, uh, I'm going to choose a different career path because everything's shutting down again. 
And then I start to think, I start to think, you know, what would it be like if hundreds of DJs just start falling off uh, because they got, you know, they got bills to pay and they have families and all that. What would the landscape look like in your guys' minds? Man. If, if there were just hundreds of less DJs, and mind you, a lot of clubs would still be closed even when things open. It's, you know, it's not going to be the same. Um, I don't know. What, what do you we, guys think? I, mean, I know it's a pretty... Is, are you asking, like, they're done for good or they're just done for the year? Uh, let's just say they're done for good, like, because this is the way I see DJing. It's like, there are some of us that do it to escape a nine-to-five, a traditional job, right? And sure. a so traditional employer. A so, so it's more than just a hobby. It's your lifestyle. And some of us live for that one big booking a year. And let's say it pays 2000 or let's say 1000 because some DJs normally can regularly be paid two, $300. let us say it's 1000 Like you live for those moments. You live for the opportunity to travel to Miami and do something or to Chicago and run off for bookings and you can't do that if you run a regular job right so there um there there are a lot of different ways of looking at it i think a lot of djs you know if they say they're done and they find something that's safe they find something that uh keeps food on the table keeps their family fed the bills paid why would they go back to djing unless it's just like a hobby thing you're gonna do on a friday or saturday every once in a while because safe is boring. Yeah. Yeah, but not everybody has that mentality. Safe is yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, is it? Because look, we're in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even people who have safe jobs are not working. Yeah. Or getting put on fur- uh, furlough. But at least they got like you know proof of income. Yeah, that's to, true. like collect unemployment. That's true. To, I mean, or independent, independent contractors are getting that too, so. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get it. I would understand why someone would want to go that. If you, if you, have mouths to feed, you have a family to feed and such like that. And like you said, you rely on these bookings and it's this, obviously this year, it's not happening for you. Yeah. You, you might reconsider a, your, your career path and you might want to be like, listen, my number one priority is my family. Right. You know what I mean? Regardless of what my career is or whatever, you know what I mean? Like your number one priority. I'm all for it. Like by all means. I mean, I felt like if I was in that position, I probably would consider it. Luckily, I only have a fiance and no kids, so yeah. I get to be out here and be reckless. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I think as a DJ, that's always been a thing. You know, your bookings are never guaranteed unless you sign a physical contract. Yeah. And when's the last time a DJ signed a contract? That you yeah. haven't seen contracts since the AM days. Well, typically, you just have a, a agreement. Yeah, with, with the Something. bars and the clubs. Yeah, you have a verbal agreement, but yeah. that can be easily broken. You know what I'm saying? So it's every day, every week, every month is a gamble. You know, yeah. some, you know, we can all attest, attest to it that some months we're booked four days out of the week every week. But then there's some months where we're probably only booked once a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And that's just yeah. part of the game. You know, and it's part of the industry and in doing that. Yeah. I mean, I get that this is affecting, and and keep in mind, this is affecting everybody. It's not like you're just, you're the only one not getting paid, you know yeah, what I mean? Or right. getting gigs or anything like that. No one is working right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get why it would be hard and it'd be frustrating, but you just gotta, listen, if all the DJs want, if, if hundreds of DJs want to quit, cool. That's glory day for the rest of us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
Because when shit, and that's why I asked you if it's for good or if it's just for the year. Because if it's for good, when shit open back up, oh boy, that's yeah. gonna force a lot of um, bookers and promoters and whatnot to they can't they can't do the un, they can't play the undercutting game. You know what I mean? I don't want to book you because this DJ is cheaper. <laughs> nah, nah, those those cheaper DJs ain't around no more. You gotta book one of these cats. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that kind of puts the ball in our court as DJs that are still you know, going to thrive at this and continue to do it. So, yeah. I mean, I, from experience, like I've been in the DJ game. I was in the game for a minute and I took a departure to build something different, you know, and yeah. something that not that I knew that I was going to prepare for this pandemic or this moment, but you know, there was always this mindset of like, um, with DJing as fun as it is, as great as it is. And, um, as much as I enjoy it, um, I always had a problem with having to physically be somewhere to be able to make money. And I wanted to have something else. And that's where, uh, you know, my experience in retail began. And that's why, you know, I've dedicated a lot of time to that. And not that everybody who's gotten into retail has had my fortune or luck or timing or mm -hmm. different things like that. Um, and obviously I worked hard, but at the end of the day, like, you know, I came back because uh, it's more supportive than, like, the foundation. It's just, like, a couple extra things to add on to what I'm go I am got going on. Um, but not everybody's in that position. So I think, you know, before running into a situation like this, I just always thought it would be really good to be able to do more than just kind of one lane. And yeah. the mentality of, um, I think, of any entrepreneur that's trying to become successful at whatever that means, right? Like financially uh, in your relationship or just stability i think the answer always comes back to multiple streams of income yeah so that if anything were ever to shut down you're still relying on you know whether it's the stock market side investments djing a business yeah. services of some sort yeah um Absolutely. legal services yeah. um <laughs> that illegal you know, services. I think or a, illegal services. Well, that's why, I think, and that's why a lot of DJs like end up going into careers aligned with what they do, whether it's um, editing music, editing video, yeah. graphic design, uh, everything that you kind of become. You, uh, yeah, you do everything. You have to do yeah. everything. So marketing, like you know, yeah. it's it's all part of it. So yeah, I think a lot of guys were stuck. DJing and I think it's something you did you really wanted to do in your 20s or even they call it your teens because well you how old were you 19 when you started DJing 20? yeah around 18 19 yeah so you know guys start in their teens start house parties and they get into their 20s and they do bars and clubs and I think it's just something you don't ever want to end because it's so much fun when you're at that age yeah. because you can go out get reckless you can sleep with women you can sleep with men you can eat at 2 a.m. and it won't affect you the next morning. You can drink all night. And and you wake up the next day feeling good enough to do it again. So I think you get stuck in that path, um, in that going down that road. And then when you get older and into your 30s, you're you don't have the same interest. You're settled down. You're not you're not staying out late when you don't have to. Right. And I think there are a lot of DJs that have been doing this for 10 plus years that we're just stuck. And I think a lot of them hated the fact that they had to drink to get through a night. You know, mm -hmm. they had to get a buzz going to yeah. get through a night or else it was just fucking boring. And if you get a job that pays decent right now, 
you're probably not going to be looking back. I've, I was talking to a DJ where he said, ever since I stopped DJing because of the pandemic, I haven't drank. I haven't done anything to harm my body. I'm, I lost weight. I'm, I'm drinking more water. I'm just a healthier person. Just at me, bro. <laughs> it wasn't you. Um, <laughs> you didn't stop drinking. I, had, I, the only, I only had one shot. It was for my birthday. Really? I've had a me too. Drink. Me too. Only had a shot on my birthday. I'm not hanging out with you guys. Mickey and I have been drinking the same amount. Shit, I'm out here. Right. That's how you know my life changed. <laughs> me and Joe drink the same yeah, amount. Yeah, right. exactly. We drinking the same amount in the last. That's month. how you know we're the pandemic. Three Joe's months. drink because of the pandemic. I've been drinking more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, t- well, be careful. Take shot care. Of, of your shot of clock. <laughs> I'm still in the gym, baby. You see me? You know what I mean? Yeah, we see. We see you. You kill. You kill. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I think. Some of the older guys are just over it. And if they're going to find something more comfortable, something healthier, another alternative, yeah, I think they're going to call it a wrap. And there's also a chase. There's a challenge of getting these gigs. You see someone else getting it. Ooh, you know, I, I want to get that gig. Or I want that booking. I know I'm capable of. I, I have a couple different ideas and ways. There's, yeah. there's like a, a challenge that we all that we all really thoroughly enjoy when it comes to getting bookings. And, you know, you get to flex muscles and do all that. And I think that starts to wear off with a lot of guys and you lose that hunger. And if you get something that's a little bit more stable and something puts you in a healthier position, you're like, man, fuck this challenge. Fuck this run. Fuck all this stuff. Like, I just want to chill, um, come home to my woman, you know, have a, just have a healthier lifestyle. Like, I get that. Yeah. That's why guys are over it. No, yeah, I could, I could definitely understand that 100%. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like we we'll all get to that point where it's just like, all right, I only want to DJ when I want to. Not because yeah. I have to, yeah. because I got to pay this bill or the mortgage or car note or whatever the case is. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think it's about if you really, if you still have a little bit of a drive, it's about being creative. What and, it, and, you know, when we were coming up, we put all our energy into getting the best gigs for ourselves. And to Mike's point, when he took his energy away from DJing and he put it on into other things, um, it, uh, it, it, it opened doors. It opened his eyes to new opportunities. But we yeah. are, and you know, I'm I'm victim of it too. We are just locked into getting the best gigs around the country and putting all your energy into that. Well, pandemic hits, and now I got to put my energy into other things. And now more opportunities are coming up, or or I've created more opportunities for myself. Um, same for you guys. Yeah. You guys are doing your own thing, and there's no lack of income in anyone's and um, in this group. So I think, um, you know, obviously the pandemic worked out for some people and it probably helped some people realize, what am I chasing? Yeah. You, you got to think like an IG model. Like you can't, you can't, I'm listening. You can't, you, you're not going to be the pretty young girl forever. Yeah. But if you get some work done, you know, some. Sure. That'll, that'll let you, that'll let you go longer. Yeah, you need to put two or three years. You need to stop yeah. being at some point, you need to stop being the girl that guys want to fuck and become the girl that women want to be. Yeah. Mm. Like, or men want a wife or want men want a wife or whatever. But like in the sense of like, for the most part, when girls, uh, women, uh, are on Instagram and they're what women do on Instagram. Like, so, Hey, look, (laughs) (laughs) treading some really dangerous waters here. But fuck it, we're diving. We're diving. <laughs> we're diving. Hey man, when you see, I'm, I'm, I'm going in ISO. All right, here we go. So there's um, early on in Instagram when algorithms were regular and not crazy. Women could literally post 
um, themselves with not as much clothes or, you know, thirst trap photos, if you will, and it would engage, right? And even though, you know, way back in the day, there was this time for all of our young listeners where if you would like something, it would show everyone that you liked it. Yeah. And even then, that all these girls would get so much traction to their Instagrams, hence growing a following. Yeah. What the problem is, if you're a woman and you're showing yourself in that light, well, what can you sell? Yourself. Tea. And oh. not the... <laughs> No, you're, you're, tell me tea, no. yourself. I mean, that's one of the phases. Yeah. You and yourself in the sense of like the image of you know being with you or whatever. And so, really, what you're promoting is calendars or events that you're going to be at or yeah. go-go dancing or whatever the case may be. Like, and then you have to transition to where you realize, well, women also want to be you because of the attention you grab and yeah. the light that you shine, and so. At that point, that's where the tea comes in. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I use this product. This is what makes me me, right? Same like Jordan's made Jordan jump. No, he's an amazing athlete. And so with women, you have to find this transition over time, you know, to go from the desired woman in men's eyes to how how will your influence impact? You got. It's like saying you got to grow up with your following. Yes, because it's like a rapper. Like if if I wanted to hear Snoop's the energy of Snoop's first album over and over again, he's going to be like, fuck you, dude. Like I've evolved. (laughs) You got to grow up too. And on the, and on the flip side, you, you'd want to hear a more mature Snoop as you got older. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, Kanye might be one of the best examples period, just for his transition to be the ability to really shift. um, Use Jesus as a write-off. I mean, (laughs) out here selling face. Let's let's not go into all that. But his transition into footwear, his transition from his influence in fashion to to now, you know, his his ability to just set up really large, you know, deals in in corporate America and you know break through. You know, he's everything he said he did. You know, just and even though he looked crazy at the time when he was younger, like he's been able to influence the world. DJs, look, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. You don't have to quit and, and call Kanye it, West is a Gemini, it a, I just said. For I, know, I know. I wasn't going to say that because I'm sick of saying he's a Gemini because you're a Gemini and you go out and say he's a Gemini. But um, <laughs> DJs, you know, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. Like like our guy Mickey over here, you can do stuff during the day and still DJ Multiple at night. Streams of and not And not rely. I, you know, I, I can almost guarantee you if you... Stop relying on your DJ or figure out a way to not rely on your DJ pay to pay the bills. You have um, a lot more then fun you'll you'll have more fun with it. You can be a your little bit choosier. You'll have leverage. And if if hundreds of DJs dropped out to Rell's point, nah, we ain't doing shit for two hundred anymore. Yeah, fuck out of here. Prices are going up. Yeah. Like nah, yeah, no, he don't DJ, up? she don't DJ. There's still that kid. There's still pay. that guy. Yeah, but you gonna mean, see yeah, what happens when you bust that guy. Bro. You gonna it's see gonna, what happens when you yeah, book that guy. It's gonna be less of them because now it's gonna be like, all right, fuck it. He want to charge this amount. I'm gonna go to this person. Well, he's charging the same amount. Yeah. Right. We, we, you, well, we like, gotta be careful because there's no such thing as undercutting right now. There, there is no careful. such thing. There is not, not right now. I'm saying again, that was my point. When everything opens back up, yeah, right. and you know, we get back into uh, a, a system of how we used to have it. Right. If it'll ever be, yeah, like yeah. Come again. correct, bookers. Yeah, yeah. DJs so, are falling off left and right. Man. <laughs> Just balls in our court now. Balls in, yeah. Yeah, balls in our court. 
Um, so yeah, LA is shut down again. We were just, I feel like all the day parties are about to pop off in July. I was hearing about, you know, Sky Bar and, and Highlight Room was reopening. It had a real, yeah. It had a reopening. It was like fourth, right? On the fourth. Uh, yeah. A lot of things, no, a lot no, of no. venues were opening. It was the last fourth. week. Yeah. And a then, lot of venues were opening up. I yeah. heard, um, uh, Poppy's was opening up. This was supposed to open up this weekend. Yeah. It was a couple of spots. And I know a couple of DJs that were, you know, excited to get out there and ready. This would be their, technically their official, like, first weekend getting back out there and doing everything. Yeah. I know a couple of DJs that... Have you guys been to any cool. parties? No. Hell no. No, so, I don't think so. I've been to a, I've been to a, a small gathering, I guess you can call it an outdoor party, because Wifey did something for... But that was at a house. No, 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 no. It was at a lounge. Oh, a lounge. It, like the, an outdoor lounge. lounge that we met you yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but again, night. it was a, and she only did it because it was a friend's birthday or some shit like that. Hey, not to sidetrack, y'all need to tune into Rel's uh, Wednesday night. Um, Tuesday night. Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday. You're right. Yeah. Trouble Tuesdays. I, I caught I caught last Wednesday and I caught this past Tuesday. Rel puts on a fucking vibe. Um, hey, I appreciate he, he that, He does a Q&A. I appreciate he, uh, that, man. He does trivia. <laughs> uh, what, what rapper died on March 9th? Uh, you know, no, does, I don't do all that, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> every trivia is related to uh, New York. Who makes the best French fries? Yeah, every trivia is related to... It's a New York answer. Guaranteed New York answer. Um, but yeah, no, you guys really need to um, check that out. Because if you're not... I don't get enough hip-hop in my life right now, so... I just tune in the earth shit. I throw it on yeah, while I'm doing it, yeah. stuff and yeah, yeah I appreciate tabs. it. Yeah, hey, I, man, I, you missed my guest set. Oh yeah, he last Tuesday. That? Last Tuesday, uh, I did it. He the came. The first in, one, yeah, the first one. The first one did. that I did. The first Tuesday that I did, he came and and finished the um shit. the last hour. All right, I'll be well, back. Don't you? Let me know. Yeah, I'll be back. shoot me a line. <laughs> let me know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, um, I'm around. Yeah, I'm I appreciate hard it. Hard to find. I appreciate it. It's it's just kind of it was just a different way to kind of do the streaming thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, and just kind of present it. I like. I appreciate the graphics and the green screening and shit like that. And I knew that, like, all right, I don't want to go there. And I wanted to make it. my. The reason why I chose it to do it that way is because me personally as a DJ, I feed off the energy of a crowd. Like, that's what, that's my high as a DJ. Sure. And DJing in, in the studio just was just like, all right, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. So it was like, how can I still get that same energy? It's like a energy? bigger purpose than just playing for yourself. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. how can I still get that same energy from the quote-unquote crowd? And it was just like, all right, I'm just going to interact with the people in the chat room more and yep. get the comments, create questions, create something that's going to be like, yo, so we light this shit up. And I don't have that many people in there, but the comments go fucking crazy. So, you yeah. know what I mean? Everybody but, has but a good But the time. people that are in there are close to you and, and they are like, yeah. it's like a genuine... Authentic vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And then the people we had, I had quite a, this actually, this this past um, stream, I had quite a few people that um, that listened to the podcast that came that came in and then were like, you know, yo, you know, we listen to the podcast all the time. You guys are dope. Finally get to hear you spin. This is dope. Blah, blah, blah. And then they saw like, we were asking the questions and shit like that. You know, we talk about sex and all yeah, that shit in there, whatever. One dude was in there from South wow. Africa. Yeah, I mean, he got in there mad late, but, you know, he well, still got South to... African time. He was probably just waking up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, South Africa. <laughs> yeah, shout out South Africa. Um, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, man. It was dope. We had a good time. It was fun. I, this past one, I think I DJed for like five hours. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, God damn, all right, I got to I gotta shut it down because I had to take wifey to the airport at like four in the morning. Mm. So, oh, yeah, she's out of town? Yeah, she's in Connecticut right now. Oh, so we can ratchet at the house? Yeah, let's go. 
You ain't saying nothing but a word. <laughs> oh, we streaming tonight. <laughs> we streaming, streaming tonight. Yeah, oh, streaming, streaming. Oh, <laughs> I'll bring the weed. You bring the problems. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm out. Oh my god. And All right, moving on. Well, not to get sidetracked. Back so, to uh, depressing back, ass LA. Back, back LA on track. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even get to uh, have our. Uh, we didn't even get to get together. Have a bite to eat together. That's how quickly this all changed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we haven't. That's right. Have you guys been to, like, you guys try to go to, like, any restaurants or anything? Oh, yeah, I've been to a couple sit-downs. What about you, Joe? Uh, I went to uh, the village out in Topanga. And oh, just yeah. to have some that's, ice yo, cream. Yo, I sat there? out there by myself. That shit's a fucking vibe. <laughs> this nigga old. <laughs> Sam, Sam went away for a week and I was just like, I went there twice, had Sloan's ice cream. Like sitting out there with your loafers on and this shit. This motherfucker goes across the street from the mall where I have a store and doesn't even say what's up to uh, me. You, you, it was closing. Like, it, I was there at 9 <laughs> p.m. Like, you're, you're shut they down by the time. The they perfect time. time. <laughs> they gonna put you on the perter list. Nah, I'm chilling <laughs> with the koi fish. Like, I'm. Koi fish? What the fuck are you doing? Damn, it's it's a, it's a vibe. It's like watching. <laughs> he's, he's like sitting there watching the kids play with the little leaves. Exactly. Up, the statue little, kids. <laughs> but anyway, my point is, um, like volcano was open. People were yeah, indoor, yeah, yeah, outdoor. Yeah. Um, not all the restaurants, but most of them were closed. In fact, but um, but yeah, yeah, some spots. Yeah, I mean, it was dope. I got to check out like you know two or three spots. It was just it was just dope. To be served food, Man. not have to make your own food and drink and shit for a chance. Sushi. You know what I mean? By yeah, some we, motherfucker that looked like walk out of a laboratory. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Put the screen shit on. Comes out with yeah. beakers. <laughs> drinking a beaker. Yeah, we do you know, we definitely had to go get some sushi soon as shit opened up. So I had Korean barbecue three times. Damn, Damn. we ain't touched Korean barbecue. Fuck. Now Bro, everything's that was closed. The first thing I went. Now for. everything is goddamn closed again. I Great. I told a Korean person that they were like, mm. Sounds like barbecue at home. Yo, <laughs> you know, I saw, I, speaking of Koreans, I saw a video, um, the last World Cup, when Korea beat another team for Mexico to advance to the playoffs. Mm. Oh, yeah. And Mexicans had Koreans raised on their shoulders. Yes. Random Korean people. <laughs> These Korean people had no idea what was going on. And then there was like Mexico. Because you know when Mexico wins a game in the World Cup, yeah. it's all hell breaks loose yeah, out yeah. here. Oh, my God. And and um, random Korean people just walking down the street, Mexican people surrounding them, cheering. And the Korean people were like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> they probably weren't even Korean. They probably saw <laughs> Chinese. Like Chinese. <laughs> but these Korean dudes that were with them were like, fuck it, we're out, but we're glad to help you guys. Yeah. That shit yeah. had me crying. We watched that all over again. Unity, baby. Unity. Yeah. Unity. Unity. Countries working together. We're all in it together. Yeah. Um, Mike, you brought up an interesting point of uh, relationships during this pandemic. Um, yesterday in our little interview or interview in our meeting, um, I wanted you to expound and expand on that because um, it's it, it really is an interesting look at how we bond and how our relationships evolve throughout DJing and even during this pandemic. Sure. Uh, no, I think what what I brought up with you guys was just um, it's been an interesting time to observe how people have like maneuvered through. Maybe some of the more quote unquote controversial, but I'm gonna say more impactful um moments that 
we've gone through in this country. I'm sure the rest of the world's looking at the USA like, look at these bozos. But, yeah. yeah. Um, and I used to want to move there. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in right. the last three, side note, last three years when I would travel out of the country, I'd feel like kind of embarrassed Yo, to be from I would America. feel like a dumbass. Because I'm like, y'all just, I know you're looking and laughing at me. I mean, now we know why like France looks, looks at tourists like idiots because yeah. we might be, but um, yeah. yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, so then it, I guess in retrospect just you know going through the timeline and especially twitter and different things like that you're just like kind of observing the people that you kind of quote-unquote like fuck with Mm -hmm. and you realize like you don't really have the same like vision that you thought because you have a similar thing right like i've I've always thought and at least in djing like you know we come from all different backgrounds and different situations uh joe and i although grew up in the same neighborhoods we definitely come from you know different scenarios and um you know families and different things like that me and rel became close because we were setting up fucking speakers for you know for this a dj you know what i mean like and we went to a dj school and that's how we met you know what i mean duke (laughs) that's how we're gonna refer to him as duke (laughs) duke so anyway duke brought us together (laughs) um and um yeah so i mean when you're in, in a in a industry like ours there's a lot of people that you meet that you know found their way through nightlife into some sort of a career and you know you support each other whether it be events uh uh, uh, birthdays and whatnot and then when you realize after you networked all this time you know sometimes people have different ideas and ideologies and you know i don't like to get into i've always said i I never wasn't a political guy but i think when things are just so at such a large scale now and we're seeing the country kind of some parts unite, but also not yeah. almost the exact opposite. Um, you kind of take a step back and you're like, do I really want to work with this person ever again? Or, or complete other side, you might have said, I never, I don't really fuck with this person. And then you realize this person's down a roll for what you believe in. And, and you're, you're like, like, you know what? I want to support that person. person. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and just to take it a little bit deeper, um, when when you're in high school, Sorry. and what, what was we both that? just yeah we both Mickey and I had a moment we we like just both looked at you oh okay as um, we were gonna take a deep was it a look out of love or was it a look out of here we we go. were just it interested was a, it was a look at no oh <laughs> well suspicion interested got it all right Sean's on his phone got it all right What's so new? so what just um you know when you go to high school you're with a click and you think you're going to be with these guys for the rest of your life, right? Like yeah. these are going to be your dog, dogs forever. And True. you probably don't end up talking to any of them except once in a great while. Same thing. When I went to college, you form special bonds and people come, people go. And this industry to me is no different in that moment. You, you connect with people for whatever it is, whether it's to win a baseball game or to um, because you have the same classes with this guy or you hang around the same people. And in DJing, it's like, you know, we, we both want to get the best bookings. We both want to grow. So let's help each other in the process. And you're cool enough to work with and yeah. and to connect with and all that. But this shit, you know, not to sound cynical, but, you know, these relationships are going to come and go. Yeah. And I think, and I truly think that we are put in front of each other for the purpose of that moment. Um and and it's fine if I don't ever talk to so and so again, because we had a moment where we were supposed to connect and grow and and 
and have some fun and make the most of it. And then there's going to be a time where it's just like, where we just go our separate ways and we're not going to, um, you know, we're not going to be as connected as we were before. And that's, and, and I'm not saying that you're saying there's something wrong with it, but it's perfectly fine that you don't have the same connection with this individual or with these group of people because you, you can't, you just can't look at it in a negative way or say, I'm disconnected because he has different beliefs now that I know what's going on in this pandemic. It's just like, all right, cool. We had our moment of, we had our two years of hustling and getting after it. And, you know, we threw some shots back. We took some girls down. We got some bookings, made some money together. But I don't need to be working with you forever. I don't need to be hustling with you forever. Right. We can just keep it moving. And, and there's no sweat off my back. and shouldn't be any sweat off yours. Yeah. So what do you do when the person that gives you the biggest contract says all lives matter? Like, um, they're the ones paying the most. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you I mean, do? it's easy for us to say, no, I, no well, let's have a conversation. Yeah. Let's have a conversation. And I want to know why you think all lives matter. Because this isn't a political thing. It's just a human thing. Um, so why do you feel this way? And if you're some arrogant dude, like, I don't know. It's so easy to sit here and say this. And it's so easy for our listeners to say, yeah, I would do that too. So yeah, I'd yeah, like to think when they I'd, present that bag in front of your face, you're like, hmm. Yeah, like how can we maybe work around this? Maybe I don't give this? a fuck about what you think politically, and I'm gonna get this bag. Yeah, there's, there's two ways of looking at <laughs> you. Maybe I'm fucking them by charging the full rate. <laughs> but end of the day, if you say that, because everything is attached to something, now. yeah. So end always, of the day, if you say that, and and so and so is paying you ten racks to do a show every show, and and he's parading around and celebrating all lives matter and celebrating don't wear masks because that's the Republican way or that's not what our president do- does. You know, how comfortable are you going to be to to take that 10 racks? You know, it's some guys will be comfortable and they'll say, fuck it. I got, th- I got cars to buy. I got a house, a dream house to buy. I got just shit to buy for my wife or whatever. But, you know, and that's a conversation you're going to have to have with yourself. But yeah, it's, but it's easy to sit here and just say, yeah, I ain't with that. I ain't with it. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't speak on it. I don't know how I would respond. And like Joe, just you know, just uh, backing up what Joe's saying. Yeah, it's easy for right now to say, nah, fuck that. I'm not fucking with him because I don't want to be held at a at a point where I'm affiliated with him. You know, since sure. someone else looking, sure. someone else from the outside looking in and being like, yo, you work with that person. Right. Like, how can you work with somebody? You know what I mean? Yeah, Almost well, well let, let me one up you. <clears throat> Fuck how Sean would see you. It's about how do you feel? Yeah. Do I feel good working with this guy? Now, if if everything is, and I've said this before on this on this podcast, if everything is based around money, you're that that one lump sum of money, then you're not doing it right to begin with. If yeah. you have to make a decision based on that then your hustling isn't going the way you want it to go. Because if you're hustling the way you want it to go, you're feeling good. You're in the position to say yes or no to everything that comes your way. So if you take that, you're probably taking it because you're desperate or going back to my previous points of what you want out of life. But if it doesn't feel good, I can almost promise you it's not for you. It has to feel good for you to do for everything. And, and, and you're probably getting offered that lump sum from that guy because you're not aligned, because you're not at peace with yourself. You don't have, yeah. you don't have yourself lined up with your best interests. If anything, this could be a situation to where you learn as you go. But if you were aligned and you were on the right path and doing everything, if you were feeling good and doing everything right inside, 
then that guy wouldn't even approach you because he would be drawn away. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> through the laws of attraction, he would be drawn away from you and you never have to deal with that shit. Yeah. I guess it's just, I'm, I'm curious to know if you guys are, have felt a shift from how you perceive things and how you've seen things based on what we've gone through. In example, um, is there companies that you know that support certain campaigns or certain mm-hmm. people and you're like, you know what? I'm going to cut that out of my use. Absolutely. I ain't going to say here on front. Absolutely. I've yeah. seen companies that I've either put money into, right. invest into, or whatever, you know what I'm saying, and just, you know, seeing where they stand on certain matters. I'm like, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. You won't get a dollar from me. Or even people on a more personal level, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have people within our inner circle, you know, my fiance and I in our inner circle where we just like, oh... Your true colors are yeah. are showing now. Yeah. You, you've revealed your true colors. Okay, cool. We not, you know what I'm saying? We we not gonna fuck with that person no more. Yeah. Or we're not gonna fuck with that group no more or whatever the case. Absolutely. We definitely do it. And then again, you know, just going back to Joe's point, it's just how do you feel? And we felt uncomfortable knowing the things that we've, you know, we've learned right. about a specific group, company, person, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we just don't feel right and it doesn't feel good. And like, we're not going to put our, you know, put ourselves in that position and just like money's not everything at the end of the day. Cool. All right. If I have to close this door, another one's going to open. You right. know what I mean? I can create, you know, I can create the possibilities of opening up another door and get another revenue of in- income, um, and et cetera, et cetera, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, well don't put yourself in that position. True. Very true. Yeah. Um, do you guys notice um, that Beat Source? Well, first of all, Beat Source has been every week. Strides, man. They, they got moving, boy. Some announced. They got uh, integrations and partnerships, and the more most recent one is one that I've probably been waiting I mean, for about it, and I'm very excited. <laughs> as soon about. as I seen it, I was like, "Oh, Mickey, about to jump on this quick." Yeah. No. Um, I forget. Can, can you do you look? Do you know? I, I got it. Right. Got it? Read All it. right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we announced B-Source Links compatibility with music migration service SoundDiz. The service allows DJs to seamlessly, seamlessly transfer mm. their playlist from Spotify so nice. into B-Source Link. This integration has come just in time, following the end of Spotify Spotify support for DJ software earlier this week. Planned. B-Source Link <laughs> is currently available in Pioneer DJ Recordbox. Algorithm, DJ, and DJ Pro, Virtual DJ, and Hercules, um, with more integrations being announced soon, of course. And if you if you really want to see more to it, there's a link in the um, the uh, DJ City blog. Uh, DJ TLM <laughs> breaks it down. Shout out to him. Dope. A brother from the UK. Yeah. Um, Spotify was never integrated with Serato, right? Amsterdam, right? Is he? Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're not all from the UK. No, that's just Mo Jackson. <laughs> it's just Mo Jackson. Just generalizing. Europe. He's from um, Europe. <laughs> Spotify never had, they were never integrated with Serato, right? It was just Tidal, right? Uh, wait, who? With Spotify and, and Serato didn't have anything, right? They, no, it was Spotify just Tidal. was on one other thing. Tidal did have the integration, SoundCloud did. And SoundCloud, yeah, Tidal and SoundCloud. So. Yeah, but you know, BeatSource is on their way. BeatSource is there, baby. Don't They're worry. They're chipping away at it. Keep an eye on Listen, them. Listen, man. Yeah. They're they're grinding. They're laying they're, the clues out. They're curating, <laughs> and that was the cheat code to be able to just you know 
Rap Caviar will be ready for you. Mm-hmm. And all the lovely other playlists. Um, you know, it's funny, as stupid as it sounds, like I didn't realize that you could do a group playlist for a while. And when I realized that, you guys are aware of this, right? Group playlist? Oh, so I might be putting you on. On you Spotify? Yeah. I'm not subscribed. So you, oh. Right, I am. Then. You, can, you can do group playlists. So like, um, I'll do for research purposes only. So nobody goes into my uh, Spotify and they see, you know, TikTok's top 100, like, songs. Nobody thinking, that oh, that's just one of my playlists that I like to listen to for my enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's strictly for research. Or mm. uh, there's uh, drug dealer rap music. That's enjoyment, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, you know, and you can group folders of playlists oh, shit. on Spotify. I did oh. not know that. Yeah. That's crazy. That's mm. And so now, you know. Might have to fuck with that. I only got Spotify to listen to Joe Button podcast. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. But you can listen to it for free. You, you can listen for free because that's yeah, all I, I can. To. But then you got used wifey, to Spotify. I got used to Spotify, and wifey had the account, so you know we can share the account or whatever. So right. I went on there for the playlist because I was hearing really good things about the playlist. I just haven't really, ex- you know, explored it mm-hmm. um, as much as I should. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, you know, I'm like, man, my loyalty is to Apple, but because everything is Apple. I'm not mad at Title either. But I mean, I'm not. Uh, title pays uh, more than all those. What? Title pays more for your original music. Oh, as content provider. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I heard that that the higher subscription for Title, like the music, the listening. Oh, the listening quality is crazy. It's crazy, right? Yeah, that's what yeah, I've been. Mickey's been preaching about that for a while. Only because of the well, because the J Electronica J Electronica mm-hmm. album when they dropped it on Title, mm-hmm. it was like night and day. Mm-hmm. We were listening to it, right. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, when I heard it on Apple versus how I heard it in Title, Title yeah. I was like, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they've they got to favor whoever Jay's involved with or their camp, right? Like, they'll purposely, like, give you the highest version of that that album yeah. to hear it differently. Because that oh, yeah. bitch banged. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Marketing, <laughs> baby. Yeah. So shout out to Beatsource. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Good lord. Another one. Another, Another one for one. them. In the Amazing. And uh, staying in the same vein of nerdy DJ stuff, um, you oh, guys yeah. see the update to FaZe? Man, I saw it. I didn't update my phases yet, though. Uh, I've been yeah, trying yeah, to... Come uh, on, you're our FaZe... Uh, man, I, you know what? Correspondent. And, and I, and on, I, on the floor correspondent. Yeah. And then I have my boy who's like the, the tech. Shout out to uh, Cleveland Terry. Yeah. And I had I had, um, I had him up and I said, yo, am I, am I, uh, am I upgrading or not? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, anytime... Before I buy a piece of gear or touch a software update or anything like that, I always go to him and I go, mm-hmm. "Am I doing this or not?" Right. And he'll give me the breakdown, and he'll tell me he, even if he expresses why he doesn't like something, it won't. To me, I'll be like, "Ah, that don't bother me," so I'm gonna go do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. um, I told him he hasn't updated his yet, so I'm like, "All right, you didn't update yours yet." What's the worst What's that can happen? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's I'm not like, gonna be any worse than it was. Yeah, I mean, but actually, <laughs> believe it or not, they mine's has been really solid. Yeah. Um, like you said, that stream that I did on Tuesday, almost four hours. They probably died like the last thirty minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, but they of my still set. died. Yeah, they did. Die. Only, but only one of them did. <laughs> only one did actually. One that started to die, and then I just took them both off. Right. I just used the needles for the rest of the. Um, the needles. Thing, but what are those? They, <laughs> What's the needle? Jesus Christ, Joe. Get off them CDJs, boy. <laughs> they haven't touched CDJs since. I know, well, since the pandemic started in February. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm 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 excited. I'm I can't wait till they um 
they they do their whole thing with uh the Serato where you don't need the the cords to plug into the mixer anymore. True. This is like their I guess this is their first portion leading into that mm-hmm. to that update, that software update. Um but apparently they changed what 70 70 70 things about bugs. this new update, bugs or whatever mm-hmm. about this. So I'm curious. I haven't heard anything about it yet. Have you fucking guys? Bugs are in this. Yeah. Terminex. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you guys. You guys don't have phases, right? Just put a ten nah. over you it. You guys don't have phases. So some of the issues, like I mean, me that I've been personally experiencing is that um, it will it will go into internal mode on or just by mm-hmm. itself. It would just go into Sean. You had mode. that experience? No, it was doing that to me when we we're doing the yeah. stream. Obviously, um, I didn't know how to troubleshoot it, but yeah. Well, you're a DJ. You got to figure this shit yeah, out. I know. That's what he always says. <laughs> Tough love. Yeah. Right. Me and Rob grew up in an environment where we didn't have lights. Like, yeah. yeah. Figure it out. But um, yeah, so it goes in internal mode and like it will sometimes change like the pitch um, of the song that you're playing in the moment, but mm-hmm. you can just go right back to putting it, put it back into relative extremely quickly um, and it'll just go back. Yeah, it does it. It'll do it once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... um. Sometimes I I tell myself I'm too fast for the when I like scratching I like I'm too fast so this shit won't catch up so like this shit will just like you know how like they're used to the waveform just rewinding backwards yeah. and I just have to let it go and then it'll just catch back up and I'm like oh man so those are just one of some of the minor issues that I've experienced using my phases but for the most part all the other shit that you know they've had like it's been they've been solid man everybody i know yeah. that um shout out to night train i know that he's been using his on his stream yeah um he said he hasn't used his in months but they've been working for him um as well um dj bad uses his on all the time look so, phase if you want uh danger zone and myself to uh give you guys a proper we're here you know flowers uh, y'all want we, y'all want the we, free ones before we keep bashing <laughs> yeah y'all want y'all want yeah. cuz as long as i don't have it for free that shit sucks Damn. You didn't get uh look Serato for free. I got a funny ass story about phase. Uh you trying to figure out your phase right now? No. <laughs> I was doing an undo. Are you scratching right you now? You updating? I was doing <laughs> You gotta shake it to update. It's like a solar light, a flashlight. You gotta shake it. <laughs> you got to blow Create the phase like a Nintendo 64. Hey. Well, we were at um the hell is that thing called? At uh NAM. Yeah. And FaZe had a setup, and then I think I—I I don't know if I told you a story, but Ease was there. Maybe, maybe we should bleep Ease's name out. But um, he—he's doing the demo for them, and then he's literally like cutting it up and going ham, right, doing his thing, doing a routine, and then he looks so frustrated with the damn with with the FaZe, yeah. and he looks over to the tech guy. He goes, he's just like, "Yo, them shits is not working," <laughs> and then they're like, "Are they lagging?" And the guy just like, I don't think spoke English or something, or like he oh, just shit. wasn't like so the guy's <laughs> just like and he's just like just hit him with the shrug and then he's just like fuck. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's just they don't I don't think they were realistic to the to how fast the human hand can go when it comes to cutting. Cause a lot of these like advanced cutters, like they're how quick their hand is and for it to be that accurate and, and stay on point. Um I just I think that's some of the that's a lot of uh, issues that some of these these DJs that have been experiencing it's just like it won't pick up on like how fast you can go in it. and like I yeah. said I've done it myself and I'm not the most advanced you know well, scratcher. L- l- let's look at it like this because I, I didn't never really care to wrap my head around it, but it just hit me when Apple put out their first phone. It was just like yeah I know there's like Steve Jobs is like yeah there's shit wrong with it, but just put it out, get the people excited. 
and then we'll figure out the updates as yeah. we go. I think that's oh, yeah, probably absolutely. the same story with because there's with money, there's phases. money. In like you put it out. It. Let's dis- disrupt the industry because everyone was. What was the other? Everyone was wanted to see the new mark shits that are like CDJs, but they you can use them as turntables. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. that was. A, I remember that was the focus of that now, and then phase came out of nowhere. It's like just put it out. Yeah, there's bugs with. We'll figure it out as we go. And now you have the attention of every DJ that loves a scratch and that still wants to rock on turntables. Yeah. So. I think they knew what they were doing, but it was just a matter of getting more money and, you know, updating the technology, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the potential is there, man. I've used them uh, a couple of times in the club where in in the club itself, I've used CDJs specifically because of, you know, the bass underneath the either the stage or the table. And yeah. when you use a needle, it just kind of vibrates the fucking needle and it makes yeah, it right. annoying. So I've actually used phases in, in, in a club like that, and it, it was flawless, bro. And I was like, man, yeah. yeah. Bringing turntables back to the club is going to be the shit right now, as long yeah. as no one's spilling their fucking drinks. Will that stop the phase? <laughs> I don't know. Will it phase the phase? It may. It might. Well, having girls in the booth should be phased out of your life, bro. I mean, what you people. Don't just say girls. People. <laughs> Not just the women that be fucking you up. You know the narrative I'm trying to paint. Hey, right hey now. man, Come listen. On, man. Guys be playing grab ass too. Yeah. Bro. All close and <laughs> shit. Come on, man. Bumping my, my elbow, elbow man. Anyway. Like, people see you in the booth, bro. You don't just chill. Sit down. Sit down. I'm giving you free drinks. Sit, sit down. Humble yourself. So, bro, this last week, was it like a New York holiday? Kind of between, you know, being able to experience a fun little celebration versus. Man, listen, were you wearing Timberlands when you were watching? Yeah, I did wasn't. you have the Yankee fitted on? I was. I had my Yankee fitted on. I did have my Yankee yeah. fitted on. Did you um, have a, a North Face vest? Um, I didn't. It's too hot for that shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you could have cranked up the AC and celebrated yeah, Brooklyn nah, and man. every borough. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. But I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed that that versus. Um, and I at first, when they announced it, I was like, "Oh, I think Fab's going to win this one." Yeah, I said, "I think Fab's going to win this." You know, and my reason of saying Fab is going to win this is because of his R&B selection. Right. He has... His hit selection. Yeah, it's his hit, his R&Bs, you know what I mean? Not to say, because I, I, the reason why I didn't want to say hits is because Jada got hits, but yeah. they're not, you know, they're not the R&B softer side or whatever. I mean, he has his shit, like, he's on Mary J's shit. He's on Mariah Carey's, one of Mariah Carey's biggest tracks of all time. Yeah. Right. Whatever. But boy, oh boy, did Jada go in there and mop this fool. <laughs> I was man. like, woo. He took him to the gutter, he, man. And yo, and 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 he said it on, on the JVP. Like, he was like, listen, I'm going to go in there and I'm, I'm going to start the narrative. I'm going to carry the narrative. You know, I'm, I'm going to change he's the narrative for him. It. I'm going to yeah, control well, it. When he's dropping the first track, he can do that because Fab, people are going to look at Fab some type of way if he plays a, a Mariah track with, with, a free, with a freestyle from Clue. That yeah, Jada but had. see, hey, but that, but see, but that's where I felt like he he should have done that. Yeah, we knew that Jada was gonna go that street shit. You know what? I could have swore I heard Fab say in passing, "I'm just going with whatever the DJ the DJ's picking. playing." But and I'm just like, oh well, this isn't gonna be a, a fair because yeah. and not to say the DJ didn't know what he was doing, but it's not Fab deciding. Exactly. This is DJ. And then I didn't see the last. I saw the first ten. I didn't see the last ten. But I, I was realizing that the DJ just got roasted. For <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He was so drunk. He was yelling at him. Yeah. Jada Fab, got, no, Jada Kiss oh, got man. drunk. Yeah. Yelling at his DJ or Fab's DJ. Both, Fab's, of them. Uh, Fab, both of them. Yeah. He's both like, come on, Poof. Come on, Poof. You cheating now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah, I just think I think Fab tried to play Jada's game, 
instead of just being in his lane. And you could you could you can clearly tell that Jada walked in there with a game plan. Yeah. You could tell that he walked in there with right. a game plan. Yeah. He was strategic. He was ready. He, he knew. said he prepped a week. Yeah, he <laughs> said. I, he said, man, I had a week, week and a half ready for this. Yeah. He was like, my son was like, my son came to me asking me if he if I was going to play X, Y, and Z or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And then um, it, it seemed like Fab and his DJ just put all his songs in a in a, in a crate, and they were winging it. Yeah, right. And no. I was just like, nah, that's not going to work, bro. Uh, this this is Jada Kiss, like, and he tried to play. I think he kind of tried to play Jada, especially on the on the second. Um, the second half of the, yeah. the game, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, he ain't played nothing off the soul did tape he, shit. Did he play baby? Did he play that joint? Nope. Damn. He ain't play he, like he played, there was he played there the was, Dre's playlist. There was so many <laughs> performance list. Yeah. There was so many tracks, but there was a lot of tracks that neither one of them played that I was thinking off the top. And um and then you know when when Jay did the interview or when they called him on the on the podcast or whatever, and he was just like, Yeah, I had it. I he said I had this shit in the bag, but I didn't have to use it. He was like, yeah. I had it in the bag, but I didn't have to use it. Yeah. And I was like, man, you know what I mean? So he was ready, yo. I give him more props because everybody, you know, he walked in there, the underdog, and that boy came out swinging. And I was like, man. Yeah, yeah. Jada was nice, man. It was refreshing. I forgot. Though. I can't lie. I forgot how nice he was. Mm-hmm. Like, holy Same. shit. Same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same. I was telling Jeez. him, I was like, yo, his verse on World War Three, that Rough Rider shit, yeah. I was like, Jesus. Mm. That beat. That man, shit. That's a legend. Tugboats. Mm-hmm. Man, that Ooh. shit. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I I we, we I should have mentioned this earlier in the pod when we were talking about shutdown, but I saw Boston is going to be stuck in phase four until they find a vaccine. Basically, no bars and nightclubs are allowed to be open until there's a vaccine. <laughs> Damn, Boston. That's cold, man. Wait, so sorry. How's that phase four? Isn't that phase one? For them, it's. I'm assuming it's phase four because they say we're going to be stuck in phase four until there's a vaccine. I thought that just means everything's going to stay open until. Well, everything but bars and nightclubs. Oh, oh, then yeah. But like that like... city lives off of bars and nightclubs. Like, time to put a kitchen in those clubs, man. Yeah. So I saw West but see, but that's how they got rid of the, So that's what they did in LA At first it was just like Yo, bars gotta shut down Bars and nightclubs gotta shut yeah. down Unless the bars sell food yeah. But then they followed it up Being like restaurants gotta Restaurants gotta shut their dine-in yeah. um, So they, it's back to um, It's back to either Pickup or delivery For restaurants I tell you what, man If this were 10 years ago When SBE was running Hollywood They would be doing extremely well right now with all things considered. And I say that because their loophole to opening so many clubs and getting a liquor license was quote unquote, having a restaurant, you know, having a kitchen. So in the first so many weeks of being open, they would, they would have uh, food brought out, you know, chicken wings, shit like that. And, and having strawberries and pineapples, like technically, me, you know, means that you're you're it's coming from the kitchen, which means you know you you're using the restaurant part of it, and and then somehow there was investigating and they got exposed, and they come to find out most of these clubs, if not all of them, were using them using the kitchen as storage places and coat where you check in coats, and I think all their venues it was a wrap for all their venues, but um yeah they're a little bit more. Smarter now. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Not playing, SBE, but they're not playing no games right now. They citing everybody. They will run up on you if you don't have. If your waiters are supposed to have mask and the face guard on, yeah. Um, 
they're citing everybody. They're citing everybody. And you get like, you know, it's same rules, you know, three strikes and you're out. They take away your license, your business license and whatnot. Mike, so. Mickey, what you doing over there? You working on a deal? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to sell this Dior one. You got a pair? We have one coming in. Oh, shit. It's your size. It's, shit. How much? Man. It's not my price tag, though. No, it is not. <laughs> put the, can we put the price on it? <laughs> He's never, man, ever, your man's he'll guy. never, ever tell you what you can or cannot buy. But that one? He was like, no one. Sean money. jumped in so hey, I'm, I'm, You know, you got to look out for your boy. He might make a rash decision. Friend, don't right do now. it. Yeah. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Nah, I am not. You always got to get a second opinion. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We'll see. Mike, is it a wrap for Virgil? Um, nah, he got one more time. He got one more strike. He got one more strike. Tell him, yeah, Mike. it is two, two out of three. But boy, what he did for uh, Pop Smoke's album, or lack thereof, or lack thereof, <laughs> um, probably took ten minutes by one of his designers, and yeah. it's just, it's just tough. That shit is I horrible, mean, bro. Th- I mean, here's <laughs> the thing, man. Like, there's been sh- things that that. Um, could be considered um, lazy and then end up being great. The remix we were just talking about. Real quick story. I don't even know what, what year that was. Like 2011, 2010. We're, Whenever we're Shake came re- out by yeah, Pitbull. Yeah, whatever. No, I was way vinyl. after. Because Shake was still on vinyl. That like when we got I it. Oh, then that was seven. That was like six or seven because I had it on vinyl when I was yeah. still playing vinyl. I yeah, had it on vinyl same. too. Yeah, and then yeah, so but, that was but like I six. didn't learn how to make remixes till like ten, probably two thousand ten. We making them or live like on cool. Really get into Mash Ableton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, that ended up being crack for DJ's top selling Latin song mm-hmm. of all time, right? But given not a lot Latin music happening at the time. No. No. So that doesn't say much. Well, there was a conga joint. Is that considered Latin? <laughs> the but Steve Wonder was on the be, the better the varsity. Uh, the team. better the varsity. We were on the JV. We were out here. I was selling a frosh style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, that took zero work other than lining things up at the time, yeah. and so and it turned out to be success- successful. Well, if anyone's ever seen Virgil Abla, uh, yeah. Abla. Probably the best thing ever. <laughs> um, his keynote speech at Harvard. Um, it's actually a really good speech. And but his theory is not changing more than five um, percent or four percent or something like that. Yeah. And the ideology is that you can still resonate with people without changing too much. The problem with that on the creative side is yeah. you draw inspiration from a lot of people. And inspiration is constantly confused as theft in yeah. the design world. Yeah. And so I I see hundreds of designs a week from in clothing lines and apparel designs. And I could one day have forgotten completely that I had seen this one thing. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, I got an idea. In reality, I had already seen it once. Mm. And so I could see how, like, this is seen. I mean, it's definitely lazy, but considering his previous work but i just i think he's just detached at this point and he's so big and so why do it i mean that's his fault well because pop i mean i requested get pop, asked him to do it and you know what i mean but if it's just like yo if if you're not in the mindset to give it your full attention yeah. especially because the man passed away so you you the thing is i think that was him giving it attention like mm-hmm. 
Unfortunately. I, I, hey, listen. And if that is, it wasn't good enough. Look, there is a book <laughs> out there called Steal Like an Artist. Still and it's one of the best. But I got I got it from Mickey for his right, birthday. It's in his bathroom. You heard that? Yeah, that's where I read that's the most. Where people read the most. You know, you know, you know where um what's his name keeps his Grammy? Um drummer from the roots, Questlove? Where? In the bathroom. The bathroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, last time he talked about it, it was in the bathroom. Cause that's and he said that's where people go to the most. So they'll see it in the bathroom. Um but uh back to still like an artist. Um and, you know, everyone's into inspirational self-help and those types of books. Um, that's probably one of the best books I've ever read. Um, because it just basically gives examples of guys like Kobe stealing from Jordan and Queen stealing from this group and that group. And and it's like some of the biggest names who have stole and used other ideas and really have made it their own. And if anything, it gets you, keeps you from, it gets you over your insecurities and puts you in a space to just not overthink. Because I think as creators, we overthink, right? Yeah. And we, no, I don't want to sound, it has to sound, you know? And, and personally, when I make my remixes, I keep it in the same, um, uh, I keep it similar to the chorus, the way that the, the rhythm of the chorus is. So when the drop hits, it's it sounds similar to what your ears are already comfortable or what your ears already know. Like um, one of the best examples is uh, Clockwork's remix of Avicii's um, hit. What was the name of that hit? Feeling. It it sounded just levels? like the original, huh? Levels. Oh, levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Levels. Yeah. Um, it sounded just like levels, the original, but he just made it beefier and just made it. I don't know, more big room, or just he just you know tweaked it enough. But it was extremely usable in the club, and I always went to using that because it sounded it was familiar. People want to hear what they know, right? Right. So if you want to like give them something a little bit different, but still keep it familiar, you know, you drop. Clockworks remix of of levels, so like I get what Virgil is saying and like his approach. Even um John Krasinski, uh, in, uh, from The Office, he said when they first started filming The Office, it was it was completely different than what people were used to, but their vision was to make it three. Like he said, if you can take a concept and make it just three percent different than what people are used to. You can revolutionize the whole thing. Yeah. Like Office, the, the directors of Office didn't go in there trying to flip it on its head and remix the shit out of it. They yeah. just, they just, you know, tweaked what people already knew and and kept it relatable and kept it easy to digest. And the office became the office, you know, this grand thing. So I don't care, man. Virgil dropped the ball on this shit. The end of the day, he <laughs> fucked up. I mean, look, he <laughs> fucked up. And maybe uh, in in his own indirect way, just like when he sent $50, uh, he inspired others to get involved and want to present a better opportunity. I got to say, like, you know, um, 50 Cent posted a lot of different iterations of what the album cover could look like. Yeah. And there were some fire ones in there. Yeah. You know, so. But why not do that from Jump? Uh, Creatives can be weird, man. Yeah, I mean, I did. Like, <laughs> I guess so. I guess I. You I mean, know, have I'm you not, ever looked no, at a? No. Uh, Sometimes they want you to peel the orange, and they want you, and they want to keep the peels. I don't know, man. They're different. There's a lot of things <laughs> in fashion I don't understand. Sometimes, but yeah. I, 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 they've ultimately. I mean, look, the deconstructed collection he did for 
Nike and Jordan. Like, how many people, when they first saw Off-White Shoes, Off-White collab with Nike, they're like, what the fuck is this shit? And why are people even paying for that? Yeah. But then it became this like revolutionary thing. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's riding on their shoe. And also, and, like, if you get the right people to wear it. I mean, that that's part of the influence, of yeah. course. I mean, look, I've seen... Um, I mean, V-Lone makes some weird shit. I mean, I've seen... Yeah. Um, what, there's another brand that does what he just did. But, I mean, I, it just comes down from, you know, whatever your different influences. Yeah, well... Hopefully they figure that out. Yeah. Um, Indeed. Roger, you got one more. I like to think Pop Smoke's strike. camp like took that as a slap in the face. And no, no, no. Steven Victor posted on Instagram. You sure? And he's taking care of everything Okay. Pop Smoke. But I, I mean like, like the, the shooters. Like, you know, like the dudes that don't understand. The dudes that are ignorant. Oh, yeah. I, I imagine yeah, they were they, just they like, yo. They might be feeling some type of way. Yeah, yeah they, they got those. Those are street dudes. Oh, those are real street I, dudes. No, I bet you they thought it was dope. That too. Think so? I think they thought it was dope. You think so? Because Virgil did it. I don't think anybody felt it was whack. Those are the type that do it for Louis. Until Bell? until the professionals. Yeah, probably. So I thought it was whack. That's all he I heard anybody really say. It. Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, that's just we're creative, so you know what I mean. Like, but I hear what you're saying. I feel like the professionals that understand what goes into the work that knew that the amount of time it took to create that. If you knew what it would look like, because that's the difference. You don't know his creative process and what that process looked like or how long it took. Yeah. Yeah. If I knew what I wanted it to look like, yeah, that it takes you 15, 20 minutes to remake that. But if you don't know and you don't know where he pulled all these different things, um, you know, for all we know, uh, he could have had a calligraphy artist make all the letters but it just looks like he pulled it from a website. So that's the disconnect too. So I think somebody thought it was dope for sure. I could see that style being considered dope um, because of the way fashion is trending. But uh, yeah, it just it, the end result just didn't translate with the pros. Yeah. And that's why he got called out. Yeah. All right. Well, for the second time in hopefully. a quarter. Sheesh. Jesus. Another quarter. Maybe. Man, I hope Virgil makes it to the, under, to the end of the year before getting that third strike. Because right. cancel culture is strong right it's now. Strong. They're, on tough. They're on them tough. But then again, you know, we had just almost forgotten um, about his $50 thing. Or 250s. Because he had to donate 20 racks after that. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We're about to get out of here. Um, make sure you listen to our globalization mixes on SiriusXM channel 13. Uh, yep. Myself and Greg Grooves will be holding it down. Um, shout out to Greg Grooves and shout out to who we had last week, Kaz. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kaz killed it. And Mickey, you went on with him, right? Yeah, you guys did a great job. Um, and yeah, so look out for those. And if you miss it live, you can catch it on Mixcloud at Mickey D Show. And that is it for us. Peace. Thanks Late. for tuning in. <laughs>